done and they'll be done appropriately and um, just I always like the idea that you know you'd be trusted with and then it, in in the stewardship concept it kind of makes you go oh when you think of all the things that God has trusted entrusted to us and whether or not we're worthy of the trust that God has given us just as the wife has to be worthy of the trust her husband has given it, it is no small thing to be held uh, accountable but even greater than that is knowing that the one you're accountable to trusts you completely. You know, there's no worry. Something that you, you, you might concern yourself with, husbands, when, when you're away from your families, and, and uh, we'll, 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 we'll get you guys to fill in for a minute. Maybe there's some, we'll have some contrast. Well, she's trustworthy with the home. Uh, including the children uh, with the wealth of the family some might say with his wealth maybe perhaps uh, yes uh, with his reputation it's a, yeah it, it, the, the, the discussion starts out here and then talks about many things I would assume all of these things he trusts her in what she's doing without without question and his heart's at rest and lack without concern about those things. Amanda. History verses just remind me how important it is to um, consider the one you're marrying, because uh, especially for a man, because of entrusting her with the things that John mentioned. Um, I often think of, I have two brothers, and thinking of them choosing wives, and it's a little bit like, oh, choose the right one. You know, I want you to find somebody that will teach your kids about God and all of those things because that's a big responsibility of, of a wife to do a lot of those things while he is away. Amen. Amen. How true. How true. Tony and Katrina. I guess you raised your hand, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, just for the fact of if you can't trust that individual, not like you're waiting for them to be lurking in the shadows, kind of not trusting them. That's a whole other issue. Certainly. But yeah. we need to talk. <laughs> but the fact that you don't have to worry about those things that they're, they should be entrusted with to be able to take care of, to be able to manage. Because if you have to have oversight of that also, you have to control those things. Like like uh, the number of times I've heard a man talk about like his wife's spending and just like she just like she just blows blows money left and right. And, like to even have to begin to worry about those things also on top of the other things you already have to do. Like it doesn't work at work that way. Certainly. If you're if yeah. you're a manager and you have to worry about your employees and what did they got themselves into today, like Amen. that doesn't work well with a relationship. Amen. You know, it doesn't function. And so, good thoughts. Yeah. Good thoughts. Excellent. Thanks, Bob. Uh, what what Tony finished up with was kind of what I was thinking about. I was in a business relationship with a couple of other guys, and when. We had complete trust in each other. We could focus on looking forward and doing the jobs that we had at hand, and that is the same thing that happens in a marriage. And when that trust broke down, you had to watch your own back. You were afraid that they were going to take advantage of you for their own benefit and things like that, and, and the trust fell apart, and within two years, the company was gone. And that's, that's terrible in, in a workplace, and it's even worse in a home. You know, I, I, I'm guessing that most of certainly. us have been in a situation like that where we did not trust another person, and 
It's not a good place to be, is it? Sure, certainly not the way God has it planned for us, Jesse. That's just eight hours a day. Yeah, right. That's right. Jesse? I've never thought of this in context of stewardship, um, but it's really interesting to look at these things and as God kind of made the wife as a help meet, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like these things are really, really valuable, right? Like it, having this, I mean, I don't know, I just feel like that's a that's a life full of trust and joy and uh, productivity, however you want to mention that. So I, that, what that does is turn around and go, makes me think about my responsibility to God, right? These are easy things to see like on a day-to-day basis, but if you can kind of project that out to how I'm a steward for God, and hopefully he views me in the light of being that helpful to his kingdom, I guess, maybe. Is, okay. So I yeah. never really thought of that in terms of stewardship. We can run, run side by side there, some, some thoughts for sure. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. Like, like there's, you almost read that as he expects her to produce because that's, that's what she does, you know. That kind of an expectation, that kind of a, a mate uh, and life partner to be able to um, always bless the relationship. This is talking very much about their marriage. And she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Just a powerful introduction. Other thoughts about those three? Uh, Craig? And verse 10, the idea of her worth being far above jewels. Um, what, what's the phrase? Familiarity breeds content. When we get used to having something around, we stop valuing it as much. And when we, there's the temptation of just getting used to having our lives around and taking for granted the countless things that they do. Instead, we need we need to be reminded that they are they are valuable. They are incredibly valuable. Yeah, and even something that's for, you know a little foreign to us is the idea that this written to, to the Jews is this idea for her worth is far above jewels. What that might be pointing at a little bit in the Jewish uh, life. What, what might be thinking about a wide end money or value. It would be a dowry or a bride price. You know, boy, this, this gentleman, he got a bargain, didn't he? Because... She was far, and would far excel what what any dowry would have cost him, or any bride price. So perhaps that's being spoken gently towards there too, Craig. And it's also the item that, Je- that God chose to represent the twelve tribes on the priestly garment. That these tribes that God loved and showed favoritism for. Great value, yeah. Very good. That didn't come to mind, but that's excellent. Very good. And the priest wore that and displayed it openly. That was God's love for his people. Katrina? Uh, I think two things fly in the face of what society says today, you know, is the value of a woman, you know, that she can go out and make as much as a man. Well, this just is saying she is just as valuable this role, if not more so, to promote the family and society and 
equivalent length. But the other side, of, the other thing I was thinking was when it, it talks about we trust in her. You know, God has given us the ultimate example of being trustworthy. And if we as wives can be that example of being trustworthy, what a great way to shine our light. Amen. Amen. And it, it's not. It's not the oh well, she's a housewife. It's no, that's a beautiful way to shine the greatest, you know, the thing that God asked us to do. It's Amen. Just, Absolutely. How how very true. Very good. Anything else on these three? We'll move on. We'll move on. If we think we've talked them out well. Just sorry, what, sir. Made me think of um, what Katrina said. When you think about the relationship between the father and the son and Christ on the cross and one of the taunts that got thrown at him was, you know, he trusts in him, um, let him save. He trusts in God, therefore let God save him. And just that concept of that, of the trust again and how sometimes that means just being, you know, completely subjected to whatever submissive to whatever needs to be done. That was a half-formed thought, but if somebody yeah. figures the rest of it out, let me know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's look at the next three here. <clears throat> she looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She rises also while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maidens. Okay. Open floor. What do you see in these three verses about this virtuous woman, this excellent wife? Let me ask this question. Do, do these verses challenge you, ladies? I see some nods, certainly. Okay. Men, too. Men too. I agree with that. Yes. Um, in verse 3, yeah. the ESV says, works with willing hands. You know, similar idea. Yeah, but, um, you know, she is creating a place of peace in her home by being diligent and doing the things that she can so that everyone's taken care of and provided for. Um, and she does that willingly. Um, and I think that is challenging because we do the same things. You know, it's it's just as much of provides for her family and then provides for her family again and then again and is making the next meal. And then, you know, this is a constant thing that we're working towards and it's easy um, or it's easy for me to stop being so willing. Uh, I'm not quite as excited about making, doing the next thing but having this place where when we serve willingly and we are um, fulfilling these roles, there is a peace in our home and a, a place of willing service um, is such a blessing that we can give our family. <coughs> very good, very good. And I, I appreciate the idea that it's, it's it is something that we condition would have to condition ourselves to, and what we seem to see with this example, this with this this person, is that those things 
they in, of, and of themselves have become the delight. She finds, seems to find delight in those things. There's a lot in these verses about her uh, talking about her hands. I don't know if you notice that when you read that. We'll just kind of watch for them when we go through them. It's not in this so much, although we see her hands being used here. It uh, doesn't mention them. Well, she does. I'm sorry, for 13, it does. <clears throat> Works with her hands. So frequently uh, we see that. And that that uh, alone uh, is something we, we work toward. Because when when you have went out and made, made dinner and took care of whatever w- was needed by the family, there, there's, there is some delight in, in the completion of that and that good has been done. And it's because we've done what God expects of us. And I believe, I believe as you, the more you do that, the, the more part of us it becomes. Uh, John and Nikki. Somebody paraphrased it to say that she finds meaning and purpose in the tasks that fill her days. Okay, very good. Meaning and purpose. So of, of this idea of fulfillment. I got to do this, and then I want to go do something that fulfills me. It's not. The, it's not that at all. It's that the fact that those meaningful things, when co- accomplished, are fulfilling. Excellent. Excellent, Nikki. Uh, just to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying about, you know, you get that delight when you accomplish your tasks. Um, I also, I get delight knowing that it's something that makes him happy. That the dishes are done or laundry's done or whatever so when I complete a task it makes me feel good because I, I accomplished something but it also makes him feel happy that things are done around the house and he doesn't want to do it amen how true how true I know I know my my wife uh, I watched her over the years after we got married and uh, and how she she changed things that she did in her life totally because she was accommodating my desires. She just willingly did that. And uh, not that I argued or complained about it, but I just saw, saw her change. And it's because her purpose was to be pleasing to me. So, and that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. It wasn't a debate or an argument. It just something that took place. And I think that's, a two-way street, by the way, you know. But uh, talking from this angle here, other thoughts. What else do you see in these verses, Katrina? One thing we talked about was uh, stewardship of treasure. She's obviously got some cash flow to be buying and you know selling and bringing from afar. Like because it, you know, if if it was just local, it might not be as expensive. But if she's bringing it from afar, that's got got my way to it. So um, she's obviously dealing with and dealing well with money. Um, and the other other thing is time, you know, that she's up at night. And not just to her family, but <coughs> her maidens as well. I, thought, I always thought that was really interesting that it says, you know, she's making sure her servants are taken care of just as well as her family. Yeah, she seems to take as good a care of them as she does anyone else or even her own children. Andrew, you had your hand up. <coughs> ESV says she seeks for wool and flax, which yes. is an action that she's she's taking a conscious effort to go look for the things that's needed around the property or the house or the family, and also that she's going afar to get it. So she's shown that diligence to, to take care of, and she's so well at it that she's also able to take care of the servants 
uh, along with her own household. So it shows a diligence to get after it and go get the things that have to be there. Um, and yeah. she's doing it on her own time, like not because she has to, but she's getting up in the night to start. So she's you know, making conscious effort and decisions to take care of things. Yeah, it's a, it's a like a cradle to grave effort, you know, right? Because she has, if if she wants to make uh, make make a rug for the front door, uh, she she has to go get something to make it out of, and then then come home and and brush out the wool or what whatever that she's making it out of, and ready it and and prepare it and weave it and put it together before there's a reward for all that, and there's a willingness here. Uh, in this person, uh, to you know, it's it's not like we can they could they could uh, say, hey, honey, on your way home, uh, stop by the five and dime and pick me up uh, four skeins of yarn, you know, red, blue, green, and yellow, you know, it, that of course uh, was was not there, and it's it's uh, interesting. It's hard for us to think about it because things are so resources are so readily available to just compiling the things needed to. Uh, for for this woman to make clothing, for instance, uh, major op- undertaking, but there's a determination there, a delight uh, embedded in that. This idea of merchant ships, and when I read that, I kind I kind of think about it. That's maybe a an analogy uh, for us to you think about what's a merchant di- the merchant ships on the seashore out <coughs> on the sea they. <laughs> They're lined up out there, and they've come from all over the world because they've been everywhere to pick up their goods, and they've brought it to this point. And I think perhaps there's uh, there's an analogy that she's the very same way. She goes out, finds what she needs, and brings it home and works from it. So that's the basest effort to begin anything is to go get the natural resource to use to do that. And does the same thing with, you know, there's... There's no Walmart or Costco or anything like that. You go to the market and you eat from, you eat off the land that other people have uh, have produced. You trade the things you make, uh, and perhaps you have money to do that either from her husband or her own productivity. Like Katrina said, it, we'll we'll read more about the fact that she's she's profitable in what she's doing. Uh, she's 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 good at what she does and manages it well, but that's another verse. So, anything else you see in thirteen through fifteen? Um, well, through the whole chapter, I see this, but um, verse fifteen speaks to it. I think I see good time management, like we were talking about on Sunday last Wednesday. Um, I mean, her day is full of all these activities, so. She gets up a little bit earlier in the morning while it's still night, so she can prepare food for that day. I mean, I yeah. need to stop hitting the snooze button. <laughs> <laughs> no snooze button. She didn't use the snooze button. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. It, well, that's why she stayed up late because she did. She did hit the snooze button. <laughs> so make up for lost time. Yeah. Okay, sounds very, very. Uh, Her husband modern day. Accommodated and let her sleep in that day. <laughs> well, you see, in industry, just throughout, uh, purposefulness, intent, dedication, uh, and 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Karen. Um, yeah, kind of like being industrious makes me think of someone being resourceful. You know, this woman is, and it's challenging as a 21st century woman to go, okay, I'm not going to go look for wool and flax, but what, what am I doing? How am I resourceful? How am I industrious? Um, you know, Katrina's industriousness and resourcefulness looks different than mine but she's very resourceful and I do things differently, but I'm, I can still be striving for that. And, you know, all of us may apply that slightly differently. It looks differently based on what our husband's yeah. need or our family's Absolutely. need, but we are all looking towards, okay, how, what does that look like for me? How can I take these ideas and provide for my family or for the people around me? Um, in a resourceful, industrious kind of way. Very good. Very good. Bring it. Bring it home. Bring that this example home with us, <clears throat> and apply it, and see where we can make changes in our lives, each and every one of us for for that manner. Uh, okay. All right. Did I miss anybody? We'll go to the next set of verses here. She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. So we, we, we look here. There's some information. Uh, uh, maybe we don't, don't have all the information here, but it seems that she has resources, financial resources. And a field catches her eye, and she chooses to buy it. Obviously, her husband trusts her to do that, right? We've already read about that. It doesn't, I don't guess it would mean necessarily that she didn't reason together with her husband when she bought it, but <clears throat> it doesn't have to say that. Um, I'm okay with it either way, but uh, then her earnings, from her earnings, she plants a vineyard. So she's planting the vineyard where? In the field she just bought very purposeful she's she doesn't evidently doesn't have a vineyard right now but now she's going to have a vineyard so she would have to buy her fruit of the vine from wherever uh, until this undertaking so we see uh, a goal being uh, addressed here or a need being fulfilled and uh, <coughs> we see planning embedded in this thoughtfulness, purposefulness again. Sarah. And, and the vineyard is a longer term proposition. Um, it takes a few years for the vines to mature. The vines are going to produce for you know five to 20 years or whatever it is. Um, but it's more than just a single season crop which is what you would normally have in like a field or in a garden, uh -huh. go nave off. Um, and so, I mean, it, you know, it, the only thing would better is if she were planting olive trees, which she probably is somewhere and I just haven't found it yet. But uh, just, you know, and she, she's wise enough to understand what a field needs to have um, in order to say, okay, I'm gonna buy this one and not this one. And, and go from there. So. Yeah, what do you think of this 
Verse 17, she girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She's a weightlifter. <clears throat> Not a dainty flower. Um, right. That is yeah. incapable. That she, she's, she's a full woman. That she can do things, you know. Not, doesn't need her man to take care of things for her. You know, it's just, I think that that's kind of what that exemplifies is, you know, someone who actually does, does hard work. Also, yeah. Well, buying a field and planting a vineyard, I'd say that's a considerable undertaking. Out, you know, workers to do. She may, she may do that too. Yeah. Said she had maidens. You know, and she's feeding them, so she may well have had health. But so there's, there's there's management involved in that. Obviously, this is a very productive and organized person. Uh, just you read between the lines and see that, uh, and. Uh, she girds her the idea of sometimes you ever feel like you just didn't have it in you to do something and you go bow your knee to the Lord and you pray for help and then you get up and you gird on the strength that God gives you what he does is he changes your mind this is a mental this is a mental thing that takes place it takes place up here not here and that's the that's that's the purposefulness to press on and to, and accomplish what is needed. Katrina. I think kind of what Karen was saying, you know, that this applies differently to each woman differently. That, you know, it, we may not all be carry, carrying 50 pounds bags of feed, but <laughs> we we do have, have to get strength from God, like you were saying to be able to just carry the weight of all the things that have to be done, um, you know, with kids and food and food and food and food. Um, <laughs> you know, but even if it's not a physical strong, yeah, there is a fortitude that you have right. to have. You bet. Yeah, with, with or without mental. physical prowess, uh, it's, still, it's still that mental thing of, uh, that internal strength that, you know, uh, doesn't wilt when it gets hot. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, I have a note from a previous study. Strengthen yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So right. whenever that's you're that's good counsel. going for, for strength, it's all of the above. <clears throat> Amen. Well, we... You think about this woman girding herself. There's, she does something. I mean, there's no. It's not hanging in the closet on a coat hanger, is it? Uh, it's not a garment you wrap around. It's a, it's a, it's a it's strength from on a high and and intention of being glorifying to Him. I believe uh, is where she finds her strength. It would it it, it it I don't know what else it would be because that's where we go for our strength when we feel we are lacking. Uh, or that should be where we go. What else before we move on? Anything else you see? Okay. <coughs> she senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hands grasp the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. So what do you what do you see here? So what she's doing her 
her industriousness that uh, that we sense and see in these verses, uh, it, it it brings gain of some type to to her, and that it is good. Uh, and this is her sensing this. This is not the husband looking at her. Not that he doesn't, but uh, her gain is good. And then that's followed by her lamp that does not go out at night. How do you think maybe those two parts of the sentence relate to each other, or do they? Andrew, the lamp going out. I I have two set. I have two different thoughts on it. One is she's busy, so her lamp is still burning because she's doing things. And she's, okay. you know, planning out the more gain or to continue. The other idea is that she has the wealth that it doesn't have to go out to save the oil that she might need um, the next day. So she may just have okay. enough that she can leave the light on instead of have to turn it out so that she ha- can have tomorrow. Okay. I, I think okay. it's twofold. Okay. All right. I, I can see that. I can see that, Sarah. Um, she senses that her gain is good. Is to me, it's it's. She's aware of her worth. She's doesn't have this poor self-image, uh, which is something we all struggle with. I mean, she she recognizes that she has. She's doing something right. That she's got ability, and and but at the same time, we see in other places that. It's not some, she's not become arrogant about it, um, but she's confident in, in what she's doing and recognizes that, yeah, I'm, I'm doing something good, I'm, and I don't have to be ashamed of doing the good thing and, and creating gain for my household and, and all of that. Very good. The, I, I, think, I think we take, don't we take, delight in things that we undertake that are good things that are successful I think we do I think it's empowering and it makes us want to do more and this may very be this is simple as fact that she just keeps going and she works because she has the strength to do so and she senses that it it bears fruit what I like in this section here is she she gets gain and look what she does to it with it Look what she does with it. She gives it away. She gives it away. This is not a this is not a greedy uh, pursuit up here. This is a, this is and this is a benevolent undertaking from the ability that she has within her, and she takes delight in that, no doubt. The idea of her stretching out her hands to the to the spinning. Isn't that something you can turn the light up at night while everybody's asleep and you can spin yarn and spin yarn and wrap it up and spin yarn and while everybody else is still asleep? After she's worked in the vineyard all day long? After she's worked in the vineyard and taken care of the kids and fed the kids and taken care of her family. Seems like there's a robust uh, amount of energy and effort being expended. A really impressive amount. Uh, Katrina? You know, looking at the larger uh, idea of stewardship, that um, she doesn't just do good and say, "Yep, check, done, done, I'm good." Done my good deed for the day. Done my good. 
Um, as you continue on, I think we see that again with like um, in Luke 17 um, when they talk about <coughs> unworthy servant, you know, you've done everything you're supposed to do, but we're still unworthy servants. Amen. Um, that it's not just a one and done. It's, it's like not a, just a 20 yeah. and done. It's a, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. Okay. If, if I understand Oops. it right, so you, like you said, you make the thread with a distaff, and then you put it on the spindle, and then you will weave that. And, and so she takes one step, and then she takes the next step, and then paralleling that into, the, into verse 20, she reaches out to the poor, but then she'll reach out even more to the needy, and, and she takes that next step. I think, I think you're working both of those at the same time. That's one correct. One end, one with the other. Yeah. yeah. And so our yeah. hands are full of work as opposed yeah. to her, her wheel is spinning. The distaff so, is working up here. The spindle is working down here. You're making yeah. making the yarn. And then I think, then it, I think then you drive it is. an idiom from that, yeah. of that your, wheel is, your wheels are spinning sure. as opposed to just spinning your wheels. You know, that you don't you you've spun yeah. your wheel but you haven't made anything. Gotcha. She actually is. It's a productivity statement. <clears throat> Active she is and and she's creating a product. I can't believe we went through those many minutes that quickly. Okay, we'll move on. <clears throat> she is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household uh, are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the tradesmen. We just see more and more uh, activity here <coughs> and industriousness. Uh, and you say, this is Israel. It doesn't snow in Israel. Oh, yes, it does. It hailed on us while we were there. So... <laughs> It gets cold there. <laughs> and there was snow on the mountains while we were there still. So, uh, But she has no worry. Of course, she has addressed the need already. And she continues to address the need, doesn't she? Beforehand. She, before, she, she's yeah. done it before. It's a worry. And she's not afraid of it coming because it's already taken care of. Amen. Very good. She makes coverings for herself. Clothing is Her clothing is fine linen and purple, which I think would speak to the best of the best. She doesn't make, she doesn't use cheap stuff. She gives her family the best that she can uh, lay her hands on. <coughs> and her husband is known in the gates, uh, no doubt because of the attributes that she bears, but perhaps, perhaps by the way he dresses, that he looks and appears to be finally uh, cared for and adorned with clothing. Uh, when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the trademen. It, tradesmen. It's, it would seem that uh, she she has her own little juniper grove going on there, <laughs> if you will, or a version thereof. What would you add here? We'll try to get the, to the end of the chapter. To me, this is where she enjoys the fruits of her labor. Wonderful. That's very good, John. Thank you. Uh, that's perfect because uh, we know that she she does, and God wants us to enjoy the fruits of our labor. <clears throat> Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. 
She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Uh, she was being described to us in, 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 in the way she conducted herself in, in her industry and her effectiveness as a steward of God's blessings and her loving care for her family. Now she's being de- defined uh, by definitions that we understand more perfectly that are from God. And uh, she, she adorns these things and they are part of her. Uh, it says she smiles at the future. That's, that's an interesting statement in it. She smiles at the future, looks forward to the next day. Uh, to live the way she lived the day before, uh, to glorify God, provide uh, provide for her family as the good steward that she is. Um, her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, "Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all." You know, it's all been about her, but guys. You know, when your when your wife uh, blesses you in this way, tell her, share it with her, and honor her. The uh, that was the last one, wasn't it? So, a hurried run for the the, the stop line, Craig. Thank you. Up and blessing her makes me think of it's not something he just does to her but he does it about her to others. To others. I think that's why they know him in the gates, right? (coughs) City Fathers, amen. Thank you all uh, for your discussion tonight. It was was good to hear your comments and consider these things. John, forget the topic. Work diligently. Work diligently. That's a good segue.